Benjamin is here to be your unexpected but very welcome and very helpful personal trainer. Welcome to Rhythm Encounter episode 53. If you're just coming into the Rhythm Encounter after our long hiatus, this is a show where we talk about music. Each episode has a different theme or a composer or a style of music, and we have a rotating cast of people that come on and we all introduce each other to different music and all of you as well. So that's the very short version of what Rhythm Encounter is about. If uh, you haven't listened lately, we're this is our third episode since our comeback, so if you haven't heard episodes 51 and 52, I recommend checking them out. So today, we haven't actually decided on a really good punny name for this yet, as of this recording, but today we're talking about workout music. And one of our guests here today is the one who came up with the specific concept, because the idea of workout music on a podcast sounded like a really easy one. But we didn't want to have just a bunch of high energy stuff. We actually have four different phases. And actually, I think I'll let him talk about it a little bit. So when we get around to introductions, you can tell us how you came up with this theme. So what I did not do yet is to introduce myself. So I'm Mike Salvato. I do a few things at RPG Fan, including hosting this show. And along with me today, we also have Hilary Andriff. Hello, I'm ready to get soul. <laughs> and we have actually each of the hosts of the other two RPG fan podcasts, which, by the way, you should go check out and subscribe to. From Random Encounter, we have Greg Delmage. Hey, folks. And our retro encounter master, Michael Solosi, is here, too. Hello. I am ready to feel great right now and feel terrible tomorrow morning. Well... That sounds like a proper workout then. Or drinking. Mm-hmm. Or that. I guess you could do both. <laughs> so, Preferably not so at the same some... time. Well, no, 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 yes. no, no. You need to stay hydrated. So are we, we going to call um, this episode Rhythm Repercussions? <laughs> maybe we will. I think that that's going to be what we do during this episode, is just re- eventually figure out the name while we're recording. Anyway, but so, so let's see, this was your idea a while ago. So why don't you tell people like, what the idea was here behind this, the theme of this episode and how you came up with it. Right. Well, uh, years ago when we were still making old rhythm encounter, uh, I, I sort of had the idea, you know, I listen to podcasts a lot when I, uh, when I'm exercising and I also listen to, you know, jams while I'm exercising, like, like, uh, exercise is one of my dedicated listening times. So why not do an episode of rhythm encounter featuring songs for going to the gym or songs for working out? And as we uh, were reviving Rhythm Encounter uh, in 2020, we sort of refined that idea further uh, because like, there's more than one kind of workout and more than one phase to a typical workout. We're going to have this episode like have songs that represent different kinds of, uh, of exercise. First a warm-up, then sort of an arm day, then a leg day, then a cool down. So that that's that, that those are the four movements of this very weird, very specific podcast musical concept. <laughs> I've got to say, I'm really excited about it because 
in some circles, like at MAGFest, I know there was a whole panel on video game music for different like real life activities. So I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. So I, I'm really glad we're finally doing it too. Yeah, I'm finally I'm finally glad to you know be on an episode of Rhythm Encounter. This is awesome. Yay! Well, you were on at least one, like a music of the year a while ago. Yeah, I was on a music of I think I was on two music of the year episodes, but uh, no regular episodes. And we have like a database of. 50 60 ideas that have been brewing for years so we yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a really an exciting future going forward for rhythm encounter and i'm excited to be a part of it yeah i was saying as much on the random encounter that's going live shortly as well when we kind of combine the two and that i basically wanted to be on podcasts like rhythm encounter when i would like that was my secret dream to join the site just to be on rhythm so the fact that yeah we get to be a part of it now is very exciting so yay thanks for making it happen yeah, well, I'm glad everyone's here. So one of the things with Rhythm Encounter in the past is that everyone that would come onto the show would bring three to four songs per theme. And we ended up with these epic podcasts that sometimes hit, I'm not even kidding, five hours long, which was a lot of work to put together and a lot of work to actually just sit down and listen to. So we're, we're trimming it down a little bit now in the new Rhythm Encounter, so... Everyone brings two songs per topic, um, although this episode is a little longer than some because we have four different phases here and four people. So we're going to have four different uh, parts of the workout and two songs in each. So we're going to start here with the warm-up. So the warm-up has a song from Hillary and a song from Greg. So Hillary, since you're starting out this podcast with your song, what do you have? Sure. So I brought a song called The Witching Hour, which is a remix, kind of a mashup of some Castlevania music, mostly Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, and it's on the Overclock University Spring Break DJ set. And it's just has a nice build to it. I'm excited. And no, I didn't pick it because I need to be hexed into physical activity. Nope. Although I like to imagine that you were... You work out at the witching hour? <laughs> you specifically yes. wait until then? I like the idea of that, yeah. Jim, all to yourself. Some people do that. Yep. All right, and then Greg, you have our second warm-up song. Yeah, when uh, this awesome theme was presented, this song immediately came to mind. There was no question or doubt as to what piece was going to go in here for me. It was more of a question of like when and where, but... Breaking it down into the warm-ups, it seemed like a really good place to start. And the Garuda Valley from the Legend of Zelda 25th anniversary concert circuit, just, it's always been such a great driving song. So, yeah, I was excited to include it in here and see if other people uh, feel the same way. I think they will. All right, so we're going to go listen to The Witching Hour and Garuda Valley, and then we'll come back with some commentary after.
So, Witching Hour just seemed like a very natural choice for a warm-up because it has a nice build to it and a good atmosphere. It is a little bit spooky, but it's got that EDM backdrop that drives throughout the whole song and the melody has a really nice build-up from some sweeps near the beginning to it's a very, very strong melody with the driving percussion. So it just kind of makes me ready to get started working out. That's why I picked it in that section. Also, I really like the piano kind of... I don't know exactly how to describe it, but the very atmospheric touches at the beginning with like the thunder sounds, and it's just very Castlevania. <laughs> it's very Castlevania. Yes, I like that. I almost thought at the very beginning, just listening to it and the the, the opening like build, uh, I thought it was the the first like Mario sixty four uh, Bowser stage for a hot second. It was sounding a lot like that. If you ever if you listen to that and go back, you may or may not hear it as well. But it took me a second to be like, oh, this isn't that. <laughs> oh okay i'm gonna have to re-listen to that yeah me too i think there's an oc remix like they have similar instrumentation i think that was tying them together maybe that was why i'm not sure either way this is a, a hot take on on both of the these soundtracks like the little mashup i haven't listened to the original source material but i do like how this has that slow build that you kind of want from a warm-up and then gets you kind of hyped up into a nice steady bpm i know symphony of the night pretty well but I don't know Castlevania 64, so I guess I decided that any part of the song I don't recognize is from Castlevania 64. <laughs> I feel like no one's missing out on that one. anyways. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm from a in a similar boat. Like, uh, the two N64 Castlevania games are, uh, you know, maybe not as held in high esteem as Symphony of the Night. But, uh, but this they is exist. the... Yeah, this is sort of the um, early game opening hallways of the castle uh, song from Symphony of the Night. I think it's called Dracula's Castle. Yes, yes. Yes. I meant to mention that. Thank you. Yeah, and it uh, and it's not not at the very beginning of the song. It, it, Hillary mentioned there's a pretty long build that uh, that has you know the EDM uh, like speeding up percussion, but uh, the the voices that they choose for it are a like a really uh, a, a really buzzy like DJ tone, and then just some really pretty cascading piano as the as the counter yes. melody, and it's 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 really cool. It's it's a very stompy, very uh, very bouncy version of Dracula's castle that I don't know it, it, it like if if normally you would power walk to a song of this speed this is more like a power strut just because there's so much Alucard swagger in it <laughs> there, it has a lot of swagger that is a good description yeah and I feel like and stompy's a good word too yeah and I like how that swagger is punctuated with like the little bit of these tiny little ascending runs kind of like you're stopping for a minute or like peeking around a corner it's the do 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 I don't know. It's fun. It is. I was ch- checking the original song a little bit earlier because I was trying to remember exactly what the original title was. And I was a little surprised that it's not... This version isn't as big of a departure from the original as I thought it was. Like, this definitely has more of the EDM and the kind of techno stuff that we talked about. But the original has actually got some pretty good energy going on, too. So... When I first heard this, I thought it was like a, just a really like drastic departure from the original, but it isn't that much. Yeah, I was surprised at how faithful it is too. Yeah, it's faithful, but still definitely doing its own thing. The melody is very intact. Yeah, it, it's 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 mm-hmm. extre- it's. I mean, if you know Symphony of the Night, it's extremely recognizable in, in this remix. 
Nice. Yeah. And to that, I was going to say, um, like, you brought up Stompy Mike. Yeah, I, was, I, I put in my notes too, Chunky. <laughs> it's got, like, these chunky electronic <laughs> instrumentation. Um, although, like, the Stompy, the electro, uh, the, the Chunky, whichever, but just the way that instrumentation does build in, it's very visceral in a sense. So uh, it kind of gives you that. It just it does something I find to like the brain and to that to, to help amp you up and get you going. Just the way that instrumentation kind of drives at you, so it's it, yeah, it is really it's, great for that. Something about that combination of that like EDM style speeding percussion with the timing of the sweeps in the song, it just it really effectively pumps you up. Well, then mission accomplished. Yeah. So, Gerudo Valley is some good stuff. Um, it is. I mean, even it, the default version is good stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I haven't actually done any, like, scientific research into it. Solosi is probably most likely one to have done something like that. But oh. <laughs> I would say my uh, my guess would be that it's probably the most arranged or remixed song from Ocarina of Time. If it's not, I'd actually be surprised. Or it's from Legend of Zelda, Zelda as a whole. Yes, yes. I, I mean, it's it's definitely a fan favorite. It's I, I have not done the research. I don't know if that's surprising or not. But uh, it, it's a, a fan favorite track with a lot of fun energy to it. So I would not be shocked if it's listing on OC Remix or similar was just a, you know, cavernous. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and this is a really cool version of it, too. Yeah, um, and just to quickly, it'd be like the, the one-winged angel of Legend of Zelda, I guess. <laughs> that, that is a way of putting it, yes. I mean, I have more thoughts, but I guess I sh- could let you talk since you did bring the, sh- the song on. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Mike's right. This is a really cool version. I I picked up Skyward Sword early enough that I got the discs, or the discs, the disc for it that came with the 25th anniversary arrangement uh symphony of the goddesses and then shortly after it went on tour and came to vancouver and it was even more impressive to see this piece live uh and it was just great i was just like i just got a bunch of um was it hot zimmer who did the soundtrack for uh inception but it was like uh, i believe so. that yeah i believe I so Hans yes zimmer, it's... my uh, legend of zelda i saw Hans uh, zimmer in co- in concert a, a year or two ago Oh, you lucky duck! Wow, that fantastic! Awesome. That's great. It was, it was, it was pretty impressive. He, I think, he was living out his rock star fantasy because he had like a bunch <laughs> of people that he had, a bunch of people that he'd been working with for years, uh, like right on there on stage with him. They brought back the original vocalist from uh, the opening song in Lion King, and he was just, and he was just like on stage and telling stories about recording in between uh, every set. It was, again, it was, it was him wow. sort of living out concert fantasy, but it was, it was very impressive. It was a lot of fun. And I, and yeah, I believe he did do Inception. I'm I would be sh- I'm unless my memory is completely did. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty certain he did too. But I yeah, so I'd heard that soundtrack in that film and everything not long before I heard this version of it, and it felt very similar. But yeah, this this version is just it like the again from the the base game, it does a good job of conveying the character of the Gerudo as a whole and that entire space, and it's just such a cool energetic area for like the the kind of um, espionage that you're doing and trying to sneak in and everything and sneak out once you get apprehended. Uh, spoilers, if for some reason. I don't know. Anyways, um, this version 
builds on that and gives it far more of a story with the growth and that they've given to this piece and the ups and downs through it all. But just like with Hillary's piece, this one kind of maintains that beat once it gets going with the percussion. It gets, it's got that nice slow low build, but then once it gets going, I've always found that it just really gets the blood pumping between the the percussion and those steady strings, and then you get that big like heavy brass that uh, really gives it that aspirational tone, like for lack of a better term. Like you just you just feel like I can get stuff done while listening to the song. <laughs> yeah. Yes, definitely. That's sort of. I, I compared contrasted a little bit for our warm-up section here, and whereas the last one might have been a little bit chunky, um, this one, I, I said, was a little bit more steady and, yeah, aspirational. Yeah, this is the most dramatic stretching that you could ever perform, uh, <laughs> playing the song with your workout. And, Greg, I thought it was interesting that you would bring up Hans Zimmer because I... I thought of a, of a different uh, a movie composer with this. And so I, I guess that maybe maybe the right choice is, is that this uh, arrangement is cinematic. Just yeah. because, of, because of the, I mean, because it's an orchestra and because it has parts that swell and parts that are more understated, uh, uh, makes it sound like a movie um, orchestra. But I, I thought it Absolutely. sounded like Danny Elfman. Like something like, like, like Beetlejuice or Nightmare Before Christmas. Yep. Yeah, I buy that too. Yeah, it's a very, oh, very okay. Batman-y. Yeah, yeah cause it, ha- it has you know very, uh, very very strong percussion as like a driving force, especially during the the heavier parts of the song. But then it, it, there's also a quirkiness to it that I associate with Danny Elfman because because like he he uh, picks unusual pro- projects probably uh, um, because of his uh, uh, relationship with. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Big Fish uh, Tim, director Tim guy. Burton? Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. Just the the way that uh, this song is sort of, you know, minor key weird energy, and then adapted for this sort of cinematic style arrangement made me think of Danny Elfman. Yeah, and it. a little bit with the instrumentation too. Oh yeah, this yeah. has a vibraphone counter melody in it, which I support mm-hmm. ten times out of ten. Ah, oh, there we go. I was like, I can't remember what the hell that is. Oh, is that the thing I I wrote down as a xylophone? Um, it is a xylophone at the beginning, but yes. when the with the more metallic version of it around the middle of the song is definitely a vibraphone. Ah, okay, yeah, that's the part I was yeah, thinking uh, about because for, former one of my favorite parts. Uh, former chamber percussionist here, so th- that is exactly something I was I was put on this earth to write, to identify. <laughs> yes, percussion expert. Why Good. why do I even host this show? <laughs> We got you and Chris and Solosi and all you guys like know this music stuff, and I'm just like I'm just here as a vessel. But thank you, thank you for teaching me anyway. Oh. Hey, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The layman needs someone to relate to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not only that, you keep everyone on track, right? Exactly. Well, and you bring some good insight. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It's fine. I can tell the difference between a vibraphone and a marimba. Yes. I mean, not everyone can. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, yeah, so great I, piece. I'm pretty sure I heard this one live too, because I I don't know if it's a different concert that we saw. Did you say it was the Symphony of the Goddess that you saw? It, yeah, because after this happened, uh, I want to say Chad was the arranger who did this, because um, I got to meet him and Jaron Moore, who was one of the producing directors on it. Um, when they came, I got to meet them and whatnot after the fact and became friends with jaren and such and he was telling me the whole storied arc of it all and uh yeah it was 
once they got the deal with Nintendo, they added a few more tracks and then did the whole tour. But this was kind of like the precursor, I guess, kind of maybe sussing it out. I don't know. Oh, great. Yeah, so I, I don't remember when I saw that. I, I saw I saw the symphony in Phoenix, like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. It's been a while. So I'm sure it played there. I mean, my, my lasting memory from that is just happy that they played... Um, Ballad of the Windfish, which is really all I wanted out of a Zelda concert, as much as I like everything else. Um, but yes, I, I like this one a lot. This is, I wrote in my notes that this is one of my favorite versions of this song, but I can't think of one I like more, so I'm just going to say it is my favorite version of this <laughs> song. And I, ha- I have many of them. So I was, I'm glad that you brought it on before I could. Hey, that, I'm sorry I beat you to it, but at the same time, yeah, I'm glad it's here for people who, if they haven't heard this version, it's great. Um, also, I had a thought with Mike, you had said that it is a bit intense. Yeah, it all depends on how you work out, because I'm envisioning my wife. She listens to this one, too, after she had been introduced to the album. And because part of her warm up is doing like a light jog for like 10 minutes. Uh-huh. So for that, it feeds into that really well. Like she always has it for the run portion. But you're right. It would be pretty intense for stretching. Yeah. So yeah. we have a power strut followed by a light jog uh, set to a dramatic <laughs> or- orchestra. And one last comment, I guess. I think this is the only arrangement of Gerudo Valley that I've heard that's slower than the original. Yes, I was just about to say that. Because normally, because it's a very energetic song, the original version is, and most of the arrangements like want to go more energetic or more intense. And this right, they speed it yeah, up. Yeah, and, and this yeah. version is is probably more intense, but not but not uh, not more energetic, not not faster. It's a you know a more deliberate version of Gerudo Valley, which I thought was a really cool choice. Especially the melody. It's 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 very deliberate. Yeah. But yeah, my pleasure to bring it on. I just, yeah, again, like I said, I love what it evokes. And I always uh, secretly have a story that plays out in my mind, which we can talk about off show. But anyways, if everyone, anyone's interested. But yes, I want to make a short film about this song. And that's it. <laughs> All right. I'll back that. Okay. Well, now, now we're properly warmed up. So I guess it's time to either do arm day or our core workout. Whatever we're calling this part. This this is the pumping iron part of the podcast. The pumping iron. Okay, well, then we have some good good picks here then. Mm -hmm. So for our arm day section, Greg, you have the first song. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It was hard. Again, I had a couple runners up, but it was really hard not to just go with Battle 1 from Mystic Quest. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest has just great battle tunes, if nothing else, going for that game, depending on people's opinions. But both battle themes are great. I was oscillating between the two, but Battle 1 won out because, yeah. Oh, man. I really hope Marcos is listening to this because of everyone we have on staff or had on staff, I don't know anyone who likes Mystic Quest music as much as Marcos. That is maybe the game I associate with Marcos the second most after Steambot Chronicles. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I think he and I did bond a bit over that too, yeah, because I took on Sean Shafayansky's uh, remastered soundtrack for review and such and we talked about it and he was just like I'm so happy for whoever takes this on and gets to listen to Battle 1 and Battle 2 and yeah I'm like I'm right there with you yep so I've decided now that this section is dedicated to Marcos Oh. alright so after your remastered Battle 1 I brought on a song I brought one from Sinnoh Alice I assume it's pronounced Sinnoh Alice where it's all uppercase except for the O. I don't know. Anyway, Got to get louder on the so, Sin and the Alice. Okay. Sin, O, Alice. I buy it. 
We're gonna cut. We're gonna cut this out. This is terrible. Anyway, I brought. There's, my, our, there's our outtake. That's a. Te- that's not a good outtake. That's the, the, what are you talking so, about? That's my favorite Irish bar, Sin O'Ellis. Yeah, obviously <laughs> it's the best one. Yes. All right. So my song is actually "Banquet of Massacre," which is really, I really don't want to eat at this place at all. It's great for the gym, though. I. I mean, yes, good for the gym. Not so much for anything else. So let's let's go listen to Battle One and Banquet of Massacre.
So yeah, Battle One. Uh, this is from Sean Shefiansky's uh, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest Remastered album that he did with, I think it was Material Collective. Um, and this specific song features guitarist Pirate Crab because you can't do this song without real electric guitar. It would just be doing it a huge injustice. Um, and yeah, it just, uh, I think I put it in my notes, it's basically like Benjamin just busts on in there and is just like, you're to pump you up because this song does exactly that. Like you are, you are just going. The percussion just kicks in really strongly on this piece. I got to review this album for the site, um, and there was a few spots where the real hero on this whole album was the real live percussion, or at least the better percussion, because that was the thing that was really lacking in the, the, the core soundtrack. And then when you get these real instruments too, it just does that extra level of. of uh, amping it up it makes it just that much more heavier and yeah we've kind of got this like established rhythm now starting in our warm-up and this steady bpm from the this keeps it going you get those little twinkling synths in between the kind of like a nice reprieve between your sets so it kind of um, sets a rhythm for you for getting into the the hardcore just kind of doing curls i immediately went to uh doing dumbbell rows that was my mental picture with this song um <laughs> but yeah what do other people think of it? Uh, I, I I should say that um, because of the disparate elements that you mentioned, like the, the live percussion, the synth, the guitar, my entire show notes for this song was five words. Uh, 1980s action movie training montage. Yep. It fits exactly alongside, you know, uh, your Karate Kid or Rocky movie uh um, training montage because it is it has sounds that I associate with the 80s the you know like like almost hair metal guitar and the big percussion in the synth and it's just it's just really energetic and fun which is something I associate with the Mystic Quest soundtrack uh, it's yeah this, this is really good and it's um a little bit uh, let's see I'm not, I'm not sure what the right word here is like like it fits alongside a lot of other similarly you know, big guitar soundtracks, but it's an extremely good one of those. Yeah, you could put it in there with it like is. Break Boost Beyond. Yeah, it would. It, yeah, it would, it would fit there. Sure, it would fit there, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely does that possibly '80s like prog rock or training montage sound extremely, extremely well, and it's good to hear this song getting the full instrumental treatment. Because, I don't know, listening to this version, which I did, because I actually think I mentioned it on my music of the year when it when this album came out. But listening to this and then going back to the original, I'm just really glad that this version kind of flushes it out. I think it makes it even more of a an arm day. Benjamin is here to be your unexpected but very welcome and very helpful personal trainer <laughs> aspect to it. When you can't get those sets right, you just get that shrug from them. What the <laughs> yes. hell? I, I'm so glad you brought that up because all I've been thinking of for the last five minutes was that shrug. <laughs> because because it just dawned on me as soon as we started talking about this, about lifting weights and all that, that I want to, in our Slack, chain make another version of our little animated benjamin shrugging and put dumbbells in his hands <laughs> just as you're saying that i was like i feel like i know where this was going and i love it and support it and that's our first patreon goal <laughs> yes funding yes. you to do please that. Send, 
Please send us money so I can make a gift that only the staff will see. I guess we could put it in Discord too. Yeah. Please make personal trainer Benjamin available to all. I, think, I mean, who wouldn't want personal trainer Benjamin? I mean, that game's a whole uh. good workout. You're chopping down trees to get through things. You're jumping over people. Um. That's yeah. true. He knows about Arm Day. Ben- Benjamin does not skip on Arm Day. Agreed. No. My only concern about this arrangement so far is, Hillary, you mentioned you mentioned prog rock, and I- I'm a little concerned because if you've listened to episode 52, we had a short little discussion about that. Yes. So I'm actually, I- I'm a little worried what's going to happen when Joe listens to this episode. So sorry, we brought more prog rock into Rhythm Encounter. But it's but still, it's, it's for a good cause. And it's still true. If you have a good sense of humor about it, don't take it too seriously. You can enjoy it. <laughs> yes. Ooh, maybe we yes. should do a future episode about frog rock. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we can bring in some of that uh, some of that Link's Awakening that you crave, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Um, so Greg touched on this a little bit about how people do or don't feel about Mystic Quest. I admit I haven't played it since it came out, so whatever year in the early 90s that was. So I was you know, maybe in the age range it was meant for. Um, so I recall liking it at the time. I'm not sure how I would feel about it now. I still think it was fun. But whether you love the game or think it's like way too easy or just think of it as Baby's First Final Fantasy, it's really hard to disagree that it has some good music. I don't think I've played this game in at least 15 years. Like maybe messing around with emulators in the early 2000s was the last time I tried to actually play this. But I've been linked to music from it and listened to its music on YouTube or similar so many times in the intervening almost 30 years since this game's come out that I I think I enjoy this game more for its soundtrack than for the game itself, which is which is a perfectly all right functional RPG that people can, you know, I think positive nostalgia for it is justified. But it has a really, really fun, memorable soundtrack that is both just entertaining to listen to, but also extremely of its time. Like, this is a early 90s Super Nintendo soundtrack as hell. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yes. And the whole album, you could almost work out to the whole thing because it all, almost all of it is very energetic. It's a few slow pieces, but it's pretty steady all the way through, to be honest. Yeah, I think so. All right, so... I'm not sure we should tell Pirate Crab that we we have this massacre banquet coming up. I mean, so many, like, awkward English titles of Japanese songs or things are just sort of, like, noun, noun. This is such a a wild combination of nouns. It's also, like, the most metal name for a song that really isn't super metal. That's true. That's true. If I went to a gym called Banquet of Massacre, I would be worried about my well-being. Hmm. That's fair. But what if you went to a restaurant called Banquet of Massacre? I'd I'd be wondering what food I was eating. Yeah. I'd be wondering if I had to uh, butcher my own food, really. Hmm. Maybe maybe they they serve pirate crabs at Banquet of Massacre. Yeah. Maybe. The red-shelled wedding. Oh, God. Wow. Um, this is definitely the song if you were doing arm day with the intention of defeating your enemies. Yeah, it's actually really interesting that we're, I mean, it's not going to air that soon, but as we talk about this, Fight Crab 
is on the verge of coming releasing too. So I, I think we should listen to this while playing as crabs with rocket launchers and lightsabers and buildings and whatever else you can attack each other with. I haven't heard anything about this game and I'm in. No? Oh yeah, it it was featured in a bunch of those things over the summer, but yeah, you just play crabs and mantis shrimp or lobsters or whatever, and it's just a bunch of weird weapons and it's such a ridiculous concept, so of course I want it. But does Fight Crab have a Keiichi Okabe soundtrack? It does not, that's, that's... and thank you for bringing us back to the actual topic here. <laughs> it's it's like I've hosted podcasts before, but the uh, but I mean, Keiichi Okabe is maybe at the top of the list of composers I knew extremely little about before, say, 2010, and now care extremely about after in the in the past ten years, because his work on on Nier and a few other games is breathtakingly good. And for this game to be a uh, a mobile RPG that I don't know anything about other than Yoko Taro and Keiichi Okabe's involvement with it is, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know very little about Sino Alice other than, that, other than it exists and it has a Keiichi Okabe soundtrack that's a total banger. Yes. Which is probably the most important thing. I, I've played it. I, I downloaded it when it came out, and it's. I don't want. I don't like doing the dismissive, like, "Hey, it's a mobile RPG," because I actually do like some mobile games. So maybe I need to play it more. It has great artwork, great animation. Of course, it has great music. I'm not sure I'm going to stick with the game much, but again, I don't need to play the game to enjoy the soundtrack. And yeah, like it, the sad thing is about you know rhythm encounters weird hiatus is it happened right when near automata came out so we haven't really got to feature much of that music or any i'm not sure any ever made it onto the show i feel like that'll change pretty so, quick <laughs> yeah yeah it's something we'll definitely have to fix in the not too distant future so i almost brought a song for that but maybe we'll do a future near episode so in the meantime we have this song that's near near it's near, near. Near yes, adjacent. Exactly. <laughs> near adjacent. I, I guess someone, I forget who it was, <laughs> when the game was coming out, someone mentioned it. Mentioned this soundtrack and how good it was. And one of the only major differences between this and some of the stuff you would hear in Near is there's no um, Emmy Evans on this one, which is, you know, that's a little bit of a drawback. But again, when you have music like this, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And for our purposes today, it's it's probably okay for Emmy to take a break. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, yeah, one of the most interesting things about this piece, I think, is it really highlighted for me how much those Okabe soundtracks, I don't need to play the game in a lot of cases. He's one of the composers that, for me personally, at, at least, I get a lot out of his music, even without that in-game context as much. Um, and so as far as taking RPG music and translating it into an everyday context, I think he's a great choice as a composer and this is a good choice as a track. Yeah, this one was definitely, um, yeah, I didn't know really what to expect when I heard it because I, again, I have yet to really play near. I did the demo and I agree the music good, but I haven't gone too deeply into a lot of what the this whole series and everything offers and Sinnoh Alice being adjacent. Uh, but this was very intense. Like, I was listening to it. I'm like, 
yeah, it was pumping iron, sure, but I was like, this sounds more like how I feel during uh, doing squats. So I was like, for <laughs> me, this feels more leg day, just that towering uh, level of intimidation that this song kind of brings with the heavy vocals. It's just very oppressive and pushes you to, like, work harder. <laughs> um, but, the uh, again, it's got some great percussion, uh, which, again, is always key to a good workout track. Like, all our tracks have a really nice drive to them. This one just has that extra level of intimidation, like our personal trainer just like over you, just getting you to sweat more. <laughs> I I think this song has the most chorus in any uh, song that we've done in uh, for this episode. I, th- I think maybe some of the later ones have some as well, but it's just it is extremely boss battle in how sort of aggressive and and uh, like. I don't know, inspiring might be the wrong word, but it's trying to motivate you to fight harder and fight bigger in a way that I I think a lot of good boss tracks aspire to be. And it's just, it's it's just cool. This is a a, a aggressive orchestra chorus boss fight that I, yeah, would would totally make me like set a new personal best. (laughs) Squat. Exactly. This This is either when you go to the gym and you see that you get the like more difficult trainer maybe than Benjamin, and you're just like, oh, I know I'm gonna have to, okay, I'm gonna have to work really hard. Yeah, this this is gonna be well, okay, this is a leg story, but this is gonna be like that time I went to the gym and signed up for a a cycling class, and I, it was like a week after I signed up for this gym and thought, well, I I think I'm doing all right so far, so I'll sign up for the intermediate class and thought I was going to die. So, yeah, but this song would have played during that and would have and is would have kept me going. I didn't die, just in case anyone was wondering. So, that that's good. Podcasting from the beyond. Yes, yes. But yeah. Similarly, you can make it through your workout with that song. Mm-hmm. Yes, and have a massacre of your muscles. I hear yes. dead people. <laughs> All right. Well, since I'm sharing a story about cycling, I guess that means we should actually start talking about Leg Day. So our first Leg Day song is one of yours, Celosi. That's right. Um, I am submitting for the approval of the Midnight Society, Sunshine Coastline from East 8, the Lacrimosa of Donna. Approved on the premise that it is one of those jamming East soundtracks. (laughs) Yeah, I I think uh, whenever I appear on... uh, rhythm encounter it's going to be like an exercise of restraint and just to not submit only Nihon Falcom soundtracks yep <laughs> great um uh, my offering is Pollyanna Bounce which is an earthbound remix from the Psychokinetic album all right yeah so let's go listen to Sunshine Coastline and Pollyanna Bounce and get our leg day on
So, uh, thank you for indulging my uh, Nihon Falcom tendencies that have been skyrocketing over the past five or six years. 
East 8 is not my favorite East game, but it is, I think, one of the best East soundtracks, and it has all those things that you associate with a good Nihon Falcom soundtrack. It's a piano, guitar, and violin exchanging the melody, extremely high energy with, uh, like, n- n- with mostly grounded in rock and roll, I think. But uh, the, the reason I like this one and sort of wanted to do it for this specific episode is because Sunshine Coastline is the f- like the first area of the game in East 8. It's a uh, you're basically on a boat and then you're shipwrecked and then you're running along a beach attacking dinosaurs and crabs with a sword. Oh, well, we're back to crabs again. But uh, yeah. just the the visual of Adol Kristen sprinting down a beach to this song is very much a like cardio workout of running on a beach to me. Like that that visual associated with this audio is a. Uh, very powerful plus i just i think it's just it's just a dope energetic battle track it's a uh, my, my favorite part is probably uh the, around the bridge where the guitar and violin are playing simultaneously and the and all and also just the the guitar the, the rhythm guitar with a with a playing very open chords the it's it's yeah it, it's one of my favorite recent east tracks yeah, it's really good. I also had a lot of notes written about that imagery of running on the beach. There are these really short, repeated three-note runs that are kind of peppered throughout that really make me think of the beach. Just kind of like either a sunrise or a sunset running along a beach. Um, and yeah, I, I also have several notes about the many times two of those three instruments that you mentioned come in together to really pump things up. It, it's kind of interesting that it has... And obviously, if you you probably have more notes than I do, at least more useful notes. But um, like neither of us have played Ease Eight, but we both got the sense of a beach. And I don't know if there's something really inherent in the music that makes you think of the beach, or is it just what we're used to hearing in JRPGs about beach that this says yes, beach and coastline. It does have that. I'm not sure what it is exactly, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's the bright sunny like aspirational tone. It's like that nice major riff that we um, that the guitar establishes. And I don't know, piano rock always just has uh, some great power behind it. And I think that that twinkling just kind of gives you that idea of like sun twinkling off the water. That whole thing. Maybe it's some of that. I don't know. Yeah, that's. I think it goes back to those like short runs that I mentioned. That's definitely the twinkly of the sun. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Yeah, the, the piano coming in early with the... Yeah, like, it's... Like, I, I, this does evoke running on a beach and, like, ocean waves crashing alongside you. And it's... Uh, and, and also, it's, it has very aggressive percussion. It's, it's a really energetic uh, rock drums that, uh, that I think give you the feeling of forward momentum that you want for a running song. Right. You got to exert that force if you're running on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. The um, synthetic violin caught me off guard, which was really nice. It was like around one minute. It just kind of takes over for a bit, and it was, um, it was enough to kind of make me snap out of the, I guess the the routine that the song was starting to fall into because it does get into that whole repetitive nature as video game songs can for a bit, and that was a nice like break to set things aside and get into a different part of the song and whatnot. I have some really unhelpful notes because I kind of got hung up on the fact that. I decided that parts of this song kind of sounded like an 80s sitcom theme. I don't mean that in a bad way, Hmm. because I was born in the 80s. 
And I hope it's really not just me or you guys are going to be theoretically looking at me like I'm nuts. But listen to it again and tell me. I suddenly decided that I could hear this as a theme song for a sitcom in the 80s, like set on the beach, you know, a coastal town, if you will, maybe with like a, a two best friends, like one has red hair, one has blue hair. Oh, right, a buddy, a buddy comedy or something. A buddy comedy. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you aren't referring to Bosom Buddies, are you? Maybe the worst sitcom I've ever heard of? Maybe not. Maybe if not, if no. you want to see some uh, uh, photos of a cross-dressing Tom Hanks, then Bosom Buddies is the is basically your only avenue for that. Good to know. <laughs> I know of it. I know of it, but I've never actually really seen more than like a minute or two of it. That's about the ideal Bosom Buddies experience. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so maybe not that. Maybe not that sitcom. It's not a particular one, but anyway. I see this this idea isn't going anywhere, so maybe we should talk about <laughs> Pollyanna Bounce. I suppose. Well, we can, we can... But first, we can all agree that Adol and Dogie could probably carry a sitcom. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah. I would still want to watch, that. But, watch Ma- that. but Mike, you said you haven't played this game, so would you say that you and East 8 are perfect strangers? <laughs> oh. Well done. The one thing I will say about this song before we move on, though, um, out of anything we've listened to, I find this one distills uh, you can do this into music like really, really well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Right. So I take it we're ready to get bouncing. Yes, let's get bouncing. <laughs> okay. Boing. Bouncing with an apostrophe, so, not a G. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess I need some amount of, like, swagger and bounce in my workout music because Pollyanna Bounce is just all the way through completely bouncy, jumpy. There are are parts of it where a lot of the instrumentation cuts away and it's just a bounce. Um, But it is a lot of fun. Um, Yeah, and I think some of the highlights of it that made me pick it above other good contenders for leg day would be just it's a little touches like there's a kind of a boinging sound near the beginning which I thought was a a cute little call out to Mr. Saturn possibly reminded me of Mr. yeah reminded me of Mr. Saturn and then just there's a descending run of notes like do 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 and then the bounce starts that that just it's important to keep things interesting like we talked about with the violin in the last piece, you don't want, you want to get into a rhythm, but you want some transitions in your leg day workout as well. You know, maybe you're doing intervals. I don't know. And I think this did that well. Also, just a slightly different pace. You know, it's it's less steady. It's more bouncy. So I thought it would introduce some variety. It's very on your brand too, with a bit of a, like, this brought the funk to our workout. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I if I associate Sunshine Coastline with running on the beach, I think this is like uh, is like running in a city or in a, in a town because it like the, the bounciness and the funk of it makes me think of like I, I don't know like a like asphalt but with with activity all around like like you're on your work you're on your run but there's people doing living their daily lives all around you and also I think because Pollyanna is a uh, is a town theme. Um, it, it sort of made me think of, 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 of like having your leg day in a town rather than on an empty beach. So, 
it, it's it's definitely funky, definitely bouncy. I like it when the uh, when when the guitar takes the melody in the in the second half. That's a that's a, it's a really mm-hmm. nice crunchy electric guitar. Yeah, uh, it's some nice yeah. spicy variety that they throw in there. Mm-hmm. It is. It's a little unexpected, but it works. Yeah, it's needed though to break it up. Uh, I would say this is a bit too cheerful for like actual leg day for me, but as a cardio piece, <laughs> that I do like. I like the okay. the motivation it brings, but. Um, the, I mean, maybe I do need a little more positivity in my leg day routine to make me get through it. I don't know. But I just <laughs> don't like the squats and the lunges and such, even though they're a necessity for a good bootay. But, um, yeah, uh, I guess maybe this will make me hate it less. <laughs> maybe you should try it out. Bring some positivity. Bring, Bring some out. bounce to your bootay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why well, I, I... I wish everyone hadn't said already said bouncy, but how can you not say it with that in the title? But I, what I thought was interesting about this is a lot of these songs I listen to, and I think it's like, oh well, yeah, I, I could work out to the song, like just kind of a general feel that I was listening to this one, just like this, the beat to it and the bounce to it. I, I stopped and thought, it's like, no, I could literally work out to this song. It just I could really like get in a rhythm with the song. For, yeah, I think for whether me- it's legs or arms or whatever. For me, I think it wins hands down for, like, I want to move to this song. Exactly. It's impossible for me to listen to this without at least tapping my foot. Yeah. Yeah, this could be, like, uh, something for, I, I don't know, like, like a like a Richard Simmons, like, uh, like dancer size <laughs> dancer kind of class. Because, it, because it's so <laughs> funky and so energetic. Uh, but it, it, it made me think of running through a town, but now I'm... Now I'm thinking of an all VGM uh, '80s aerobics show or something. A stepper aerobics class. Yeah, yes. that's what it is. This, this isn't this isn't a run. This is an aerobics workout. Get those legs up, Salose. <laughs> all right. Well, there it is then. There, there. Maybe that's our title of episode 53: <laughs> Dancer Size Encounter. Dancer Size Encounter. Simmons Encounter. Oh, I don't know if we want that. Uh, oh, okay. Maybe not. JRPG Jazzercise. Mm. Spandex yes. Encounter. Oh. Oh boy. All right, this is going somewhere. I think the last thing I want to say about it is one thing that I think that is pretty masterful and I appreciate about it is that despite the fact that they turned it into a complete bounce of a song, the melody is still kind of like breezy and a little bit more relaxed, usually until like the guitar interlude and everything. But the really recognizable melody is still kind of airy, which is cool. Yeah. I guess this means I should listen to the rest of this album, huh? Yes. Yes? Yeah, okay. it sold me on it. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right. Are we ready to, you know, bring it down a little bit? Let's hit the showers. Yeah, I think after Dancer Size, maybe that's a good idea. <laughs> okay. All right, so we're going to cool down with, well, Mike and Mike, apparently. We each have our the last songs of this episode. So what's our what's our first cool down song, Mike? Right, we're gonna first cool down with a relaxing swim. Uh, the song is "River of Life" from Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler, another thing that we've sadly not been able to feature in Rhythm Encounter. Yeah, I mean, the, just because of the consequence of years that that's a twenty eight exactly. that's a twenty eighteen game, and uh, Rhythm Encounter's hiatus was from twenty seventeen to twenty twenty. The math checks out. It does, but it still bums me out. So I'm glad we are. St- Bringing one on now. First Octopath, yay! Actually, no, second Octopath. Oh, that's true. Sorry. Well, still, it's only two. There's so many choices. So, so after River of Life, um, 
our last song will be mine, and mine is A Premonition of Battle from the 20th Anniversary Resurrection Panzer Dragon Saga Arrangement Album. I really butchered that name, but, you know, it works. So let's go listen to those, and we'll talk about our cooldown picks in a minute.
Okay, so um, maybe my favorite workout of all is swimming, which is ironic because that is maybe the workout that's least suited to listening to music while you're doing it. It's, I, 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 I'm not going to take my AirPods into the pool with me. But uh, when we were coming up with the concept of like a cool down song, I thought of a relaxing, calm swim. And uh, a River of Life from Octopath Traveler is one of the town themes in the uh, in the Riverlands area. It's like if if you've played Octopath Traveler, it's like the world is basically a pizza in eight slices, and each slice is like a a biome or a region. And one of the slices is is a Riverlands area, and and each each pizza slice has a town at the tip, the crust in the middle. <laughs> so this is the <laughs> the town song from the middle of the Riverlands pizza slice. And uh, it, it gives you the feeling of, of running water, I think because maybe there's a running water uh, sound bite that plays when you're in town also. But it's just so relaxing um, until, and I think it's only four instruments until the until uh, some strings come in at the end, but it's really just a piano, guitar, um, a very light percussion, and then an accordion handing most of the melody. And it's, I think accordion is an underutilized instrument. Like, like whenever I hear an accordion track in Octopath, because there are more besides this one, or uh, something in like the Professor Layton games, is just a, it, it's such a rich, richly textured instrument that I always wish there was more accordion in RPG soundtracks. And this is just a, a really yeah. beautiful, relaxing tune and has accordion. So I, I like it. Accordions are always just so chill and lazy, even when they're playing something a bit more like folky and polka kind of style. Like there's just such a, a looseness to the instrument even like you said it is so intricate but it um without the accordion like i feel like this track wouldn't be as languid as it feels like it like this is just evokes riverside yeah i i, just, I wanted something that evoked a relaxing swim and listened to quite a bit of octopath before picking this one and landing here because it's yeah a lot of the octopath music is so beautiful and um, the, the town themes are almost all really relaxing and uh, and chill. And this is exactly the one I wanted. And it's it's really funny that you should say that about accordion, Greg, because in a lot of cases, it's I think underutilized. It sort of has a, a musical reputation as maybe n- not that lang- kind of languid sound and the versatility of it as an instrument is not the first thing you think of. Like a lot of for a lot of people, I think their first image or memory of it will probably be something more polka-ish. That's true. Yeah. I think a lot of people would, their first thought of an accordion would be maybe similar to their first thought of bagpipes. Could be. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not sure how that's going to work, but it really does work in the song uh, a lot. I mean, the, it's my favorite part of the song, in fact. Yeah, mine too. Bagpipes and accordion are sort of similar instruments because you have to operate a, a, a pump or some kind of airflow while manipulating your fingers. But, uh, I, I mean, I associate bagpipes with sort of a shrillness, but accordion with sort of a chillness, uh, mm-hmm. even, even though both of them are, you know, like kind of European highlands kind of instruments. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, ultimately this song just does such a great job of just kind of letting your tension and sweat and everything just kind of fade away. Um, but at the same time, I found it still keeps like a really steady rhythm, but it has a much softer percussion. So it really does help you kind of zone out and zen out a little bit. Yeah, I could definitely see just a 
you know, a free swim, like a nice cool down free swim to this. Or you, you could stretch to this, unlike some of our other pigs. Yes. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, it's, yeah, it's a good post-workout stretch song. I wish they would come up with waterproof earbuds so I could listen to my jams while I'm swimming. I, I, I would enjoy that very much. Maybe it already exists and I'm just too poor to afford it. Maybe. I don't know. That would be a tricky one. You have to get one of those um, scientific like sonar things they put in the water to like, synth- uh, synthesize like whale sounds and stuff to attract for study. It'll just like blast the, bond- the music to everybody in the water. <laughs> Maybe you just need to wear a diving helmet. Somehow I think that my like that my spin turns would be affected. Maybe you're right. All right. So our last song here, I really wanted to bring on something from this Panzer Dragoon anniversary album because I just I love it so much. And it was hard to pick a song because there's a lot of there's a lot of good songs on here that have some good like mellow chill out sections. And I kept thinking, yes, this is the one. And then the song like really kick in and it was not the right fit. So I think the premonition of battle here was the right one from this album because it pretty much stays mellow throughout. But just the, if someone wants to help me here with the wind instruments and what's going on here, it just, it has this like really like cool chill out vibe. So I really don't get tired of listening to this one. Yeah, I think of Kobayashi and I definitely think of those flowy wind melodies weaving throughout a bunch of other instruments and a lot of tracks like of theirs have that sort of slow build because of it it's still kind of mellow but it's steady enough and it builds enough to still be somewhat active i'm not sure what the woodwind instrument that carries a lot of the melody is i thought it was probably a japanese shakuhachi but it it sounds kind of like a like an incan flute i'm not sure what the proper name for that is but, but, like some sort of pan flute. Yeah, yeah, or maybe some kind of pan flute. But it's 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 a very airy, very uh, chill tone that I that's uh, it's really beautiful. This whole song is just beautiful. Like, like it's a uh, uh, it, it, and it's also definitely low tempo and um and and has a relaxing vibe to it. It's I haven't heard this album. I, I don't know much about Panzer Dragoon Saga at all because it's you know and I I'm not a Sega Saturn player. I uh, and it's a, it's a rare, famously un, uh, rare game. So this makes me want to dive into the soundtrack maybe for the first time. Oh yeah, I recommend it. I don't remember right now offhand who reviewed this for us, but someone did review this anniversary edition and it's great. It's great because they had they got Kobayashi back to do the remaster with some other people herself. So not that the original was bad in any way, but it's really neat that she could come back 20 years later and make an updated version of it. And this is going to sound kind of like a plug, but if you need albums worth of, you know, chill, cool down music, um, I actually, Kobayashi was at MAGFest, I think, a couple of years ago as part of the performance and has some other albums not related to games. Um, That's a lot of the same tempo oh, right more yes. chill side of things i haven't heard any of the panzer dragoon stuff i wanted it so badly when i was a kid wanted a saturn just so i could play panzer dragoon i'm excited it was getting remastered recently but yeah i really haven't listened to any of the music and this was just 
really quite lovely. Um, I mean, uh, this track keeps the rhythm going. Like I find our cooldown doesn't really diminish rhythmically just because, but again, it has the, just because the percussion beats, but again, softened instruments really does a good job of still getting you in that kind of Zen out place. Um, and you got that lovely little like cooling, I would say it's like a very cool chill, like vocal chorus that kind of sets the whole thing off, which is really neat. I wasn't expecting the tribal kind of drum percussion though, but again, those uh, bongos are again, a, a softer, it's not as like harsh as a drum set kind of thing. So it, it still lends well to the, the very warm nature of this whole piece and the, again, the cooldown effect of it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I'm glad everyone agreed with that. So yeah, that was fun. I think now we're all, we got our workout on. We're now relaxed, which will lead us into actually, are, are we all done commenting? I didn't want to cut anyone off there. No, no, no. I feel like I've had a full workout. Uh, so now I am in a musical sense, both hungry and sleepy. <laughs> it's it's cool that, that all these tracks can definitely allow people to kind of spin off and find stuff like it uh, if in those individual soundtracks or albums themselves if the whole thing leans into it or whatever I'm also waiting for the um, work SQ album where they get us to work out that would be fun but I don't want to get into like you know high energy like workout stuff again we should probably stay relaxed because the next two episodes of Rhythm Encounter, actually, will be about relaxing music. So we were going to just do one episode, but we had such a high uh, turnout of people who wanted to be on that episode, it was too much for one episode. So our plan right now is that episodes 54 and 55 are both going to be some flavor of relaxing music or chill out music or something like that. Too relaxing to handle. Yeah, I... I I think there's a few reasons that we could all go for some relaxing music so why not have two episodes about it so that'll be what's coming next on rhythm encounter if you want to reach out to us with any questions or feedback on the show you can reach the show at music at rpgfan.com and if you're not aware of this yet our all of our posts on rpgfan.com for rhythm encounter and it in your podcast show notes as well we have full track lists of every song that was on this episode and we'll have places to buy places to stream um, anything on here that we reviewed or covered on rpg fan we'll have links in there too so there's just a big list of everything that you know if you want to listen or support these artists or anything um, that'll be all in your show notes and on our post at rpg fan so that's about it for today so again I covered the contact for the show. If you want to reach me, you can get reach me at mike at rpgfan.com. And sometimes I lurk on our Discord, even though I don't think everyone knows who I am on Discord. But, you know, I'm okay with that. So, um, Hillary, how can people reach you if they want to reach out? So I'm EP Fire on Discord, but also hillaryA at rpgfan.com. And Greg? Uh, you can email me at... No, I can't remember Craig D at, at RPGFan.com? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Craig D yes. at RPGFan.com. Uh, G Delmy on our Discord. Greg Delmage pretty much everywhere else on the interwebs. Okay, and Solosi? Right, uh, I'm probably easiest to find on Twitter. I am at the real monsoon there. I am also Monsoon Mike on our Discord. I have an RPG fan email, but I, 
I forget to check it so often that it, I'm, I'm not sure how useful it is emailing Solosi at rpgfan.com. Okay, yeah. Probably stick with Twitter for Solosi. All right. Well, now I guess the last couple things we're going to cover really quick is if you are listening to us and for some reason not checking out Random Encounter and Retro Encounter, you should do that. So please check them out. I hear Retro Encounter's host is pretty cool and handsome. Yeah, I've heard that too. I think, yeah, I think the Retro and Random Encounter hosts are cool and handsome. So that's just me. Woo. So yeah, so check out our other shows. Check out RPGFan.com and our various social media presences. And we're on Twitch and YouTube and most everywhere we can be or should be. Yeah, there's something streaming on Twitch basically every day. Yes. Check out our MySpace page. Okay, well, we're not there. Not there. But we should be. Maybe I we should be. I'll, I'll talk I'll talk to Timberlake. Does he still own that? <laughs> I mean, if if, if some of the like th- musical throwbacks in this episode are any indication, maybe we should be on MySpace. Maybe we should. <laughs> okay, I'll get on that. Go listen but to until all these on, on MySpace, Until we're on MySpace and Winamp, yes. If you would like to review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you can. Uh, please subscribe if you can. That would be great because the more reviews and sub- subscribers we have, the more our show gets out there. And since we've been gone for a while, like the extra exposure definitely helps. I, I, I don't know if you knew this, but there was a there was news a couple days ago of uh, the release of a Winamp Skin Museum, where uh, they made an interactive gallery of over sixty five thousand Winamp skins skins that were shared publicly uh within the last 20 22 years or however long so if you want to just look through thousands of winamp skins there is now a website for that all right well i guess you need <laughs> to give me that website and we'll put it in the show notes for everyone i, I believe it's i believe it's webamp.org well there you go all right well so for myself for hillary for greg for Solosi. For the artists of those 65,000 Winamp skins, we thank you for listening today and come back in a couple weeks for our relaxing music. Bye, everyone. Thanks, bye. Ciao. That's true, yeah. You're much less likely to find a crab unexpectedly in your house. <laughs>